Thank you for tuning in to this week's Just Ball Things. If you're catching us on the podcast, remember to give us a rating and review. And now, on with the show. Shut up and sit down. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. There was some pauses in between the words there. It was yeah, like, it's rather than like on our dock, which is commas, you were like three, <laughs> three uh, an ellipses. Ellipses, three ellipses. I get ellipses. Good morning, afternoon, or evening from wherever you're listening from across the world. Welcome to an off-season edition of Just Ball Things. With me today, as always, is the J-Man, Jack Manuel, live in my, not live, in my boudoir. Yep. I mean, we're live. We're always live. We're, we're, live. we're alive. We're live to us. Yes. Not to not to them. No. Well, like, uh, maybe we'll get some live stuff happening in the regular season. That'd get a bit be, more popularity. Cool. How yes. are, how are you? I'm swell. Um, I'm loving my voice and in, mm. uh, in the levels in 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 the tests. No sock. No, no sock. worries. No, don't worry about the sock, mate. <laughs> You've got the sock. You need the sock. I've got the sock. Yeah, I don't like want kids. That's you, why I have the sock. Yes. You look your your previous mic looked like Jared Allen with the sock. <laughs> <laughs> it did it's like it's yeah. an afro like, it, it's essentially yeah the, the little wind sock that you put on top of mics it yeah. looks like an afro and it was it was just perfect sitting on top of this mic I'm like that sort of looks like Jared Allen yeah and it was great it, it was <laughs> shout outs to my guy Jared Allen an, an early Brooklyn bits already yeah there you go job. yeah uh, alright my name is Nick Busink and did you know I played basketball for the first time in three months oh, they're about did you calculate months. it on the way home uh, or something? I don't know. But it was, it's was it been a long time. Yeah, it was fun. And I'm sore. You only played for like 40 minutes. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> dead. <laughs> My back is rooted. You were posting quite a bit. Well, you were, uh, you didn't I take as many jumpers as you normally do. Uh, it, they were missing. I made one out of like 10 that I took. They weren't falling jack. Yeah. Figured the post play. I was getting to the hoop all right. Yeah, I just yeah. Didn't have the didn't have the well, feel like around had the rim. An extra twenty kilos and everyone else. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Remember it was, when I bowled into that um that other guy? It. Oh my god! It wasn't. I sort of. It wasn't a. It, it wasn't, wasn't an offensive foul. No. But I felt bad for the guy, so I just gave him the ball. Yeah, like I, I got I got hacked quite a little bit yesterday. I didn't call anything. Like is it's pickup ball. You don't. I mean, you don't want to be that guy unless you are like the point guard driving and it's like blatant. But yeah, I got a couple of slaps or whatever. But it was yeah. fun. I'm mm. hopefully next week. Next Saturday, Try so to make this a, a weekly thing. Yes, it'll be, it'll your be feet good. Stay in good stead. But that's uh, right. Plug time. Yep, that's it. Time incomplete. Uh, you can contact us as always at the J Man JBT. Jack is posting always some fire stuff. And if you just want to sympathy, follow me at JBT Nick. I'm checking it out. Let's let's check my uh, let's you check the follow account. You keep going. <laughs> uh, we're also closely affiliated with OTG Basketball. Uh, you can follow them at OTG Basketball on Twitter. Were you 63 last um, week? Am I less now? You're 62. Oh, no. <laughs> you lost no, I lost one. <laughs> in, see, inactivity does make you lose followers. I mean, for sure. Those bots don't like inactive uh, tweeters. No. They, um, need, they need the dollars. <laughs> they need the, the, the links to the live webcams. That's right. That's right. Um, we have some merch, Jackie boy. Oh, yeah, I Design tree slash off the glass. DSGN. Off Dash the dash glass. glass. Yep. Uh, so design tree, dsgntree.com. Uh, it's very confusing. I know it's, it's sort of hard to understand the URL <laughs> on a audio medium, but we're doing our best. Don't worry. Just check out um, otdbasketball.com as well. There's links to yes. it there. There's links to it on um, the Twitter page at otdbasketball. Too. We've also got a lot of fire stuff on there. So don't just go there for design tree. Yes. We'll do but it. Buy, 
support us. I mean, support sure. the support yeah, the f- that's it. Support the fam, OGG fam. That is it. Uh, we're on Facebook, Just Ball Things. Um, Facebook.com slash Just Ball Things. You can give us a like and a follow there. Uh, JBT Podcast at gmail.com. I'm certain that my that that email is still active. Um, <laughs> do you have, do you have you, when was the last time you checked it? I mean, I don't check it. I've set up a forwarding thing, so it forwards to my personal email. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm hoping that still works <laughs> because I'm not even getting just like spam emails <laughs> like anymore. So I need to double check that that's working. We, we might have an inbox <laughs> filled with people. It's just like what did you guys think about Kawhi messages. Leonard winning the championship with the Raptors? <laughs> It's like, that was good. Can the Warriors come back? <laughs> Will Sorry. Kevin Durant stay? <laughs> the Cavs are 3-1 down. Can they come back? <laughs> we haven't had the email for three years. Oh, did we, when did we do the email? We've, since the start. We haven't had it since yeah, the start. Yeah, we've had it since the start. I had, to had... So, I had to sign up to SoundCloud with an email. Oh, did so you I, make yeah, it? Like, oh. I made it then. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, I've been plugging it from the start. Give us the BM scale, anyway, BMS. Let's, let's get started. We're five minutes into this podcast. We have not touched any basketball. BMS It's time. how we like to do it. BMS, I like it. The Busink Manuel scale. We always like to hyphenate things. It's great. Um, for those of you who are new to JBT, just ball things. Uh, this is a scale created by us that sums up how likely things are to happen in the NBA. We scale it from alternative fact, Twitter fact, Wikipedia fact, and just straight up fact. Mm-hmm. The Clippers, Clip Dogs, Clip Nation, LAC, Old Lob City. Old We're lucky. Yes. To land Kawhi Leonard in free agency, um, I think this this might be a definitely when it happened, yeah. or because obviously they were the favourites for a, for a long time. Uh, and so, when we were discussing it all season, I was all I was on the Clippers. You were Clippers. You were I was Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. I, th- I think I shifted. Uh, I think I started with LA. Can't remember. Yeah. And then I was very certain that he would stay with uh, Toronto. Yeah. I was mistaken. Yeah. One of many times. <laughs> Uh, and not the last time, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, what has spurred on these uh, comments, yeah, Jackie? So, Boyd? there's a, a really good article in the Los Angeles Times, and there's plenty of quotes to it, and there's a lot of quotes uh, specifically from Doc Rivers, and um, he he recounts the time that they met with uh, Kawhi Leonard at um, a hotel room or something, and he and this is a quote from Kawhi himself. He said, "I want to play for you," and he pointed at me. Doc Rivers. He said, Mr. Balmer, I love the things you do and what you stand for, but your team is not good enough. And if you don't change your team, I'm not coming. It's hard to... See Kawhi saying that. Yeah. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, to be that blunt. Like, this is... They didn't like the Kawhi This boys, is Mr. verbatim. Balmer. I love the Sorry, things. this isn't verbatim. Yeah. Like, this is obviously paraphrased, because yeah. this is Rivers saying this. Yes. So, obviously, Rivers didn't record Kawhi, but this is the sort of gist yeah. that Kawhi was saying... Sure, you said it in a in a much gentler tone, Mr. Barmer. Um, I love the things you do and what you stand for. But yeah, it, it that it sort of hinged on them trading us for a star. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, getting it, getting Paul George. The details in the article um, recount uh, Doc sort of saying that like they had a list of guys like, and it's been made known that you know Kawhi reached out to Kevin Durant. He reached out to Kyrie Irving. You know, if he really wanted to, he could have just come to Brooklyn. I wouldn't have minded that. <laughs> um, but in, in saying that, you know, and when apparently the, the name of Paul George was brought up, Kawhi became set on it. He mm. it was, And it's funny because their, their career paths were almost like intertwined because I'm pretty sure they both could have ended up on Indiana because George Hill, the, the original pick for George Hill, um, was Kawhi Leonard and it got traded to San Antonio. So Kawhi Leonard and Paul George could have mm. had an intertwined path, you know, even in their rookie and early parts of their careers. Um, I mean, it, luck 
I always believe you make your own luck. This Nick. is this. Yeah, this is what I, I was going to get. Your own at. Luck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where, where are you giving this one on the scale? They were uh, lucky. Yeah. So they were um, Twitter because I think they were lucky, but I don't think luck was the overriding prevailing factor. I think that you know the the acumen from the front office, the the stability there. You know, Steve Barmer from the ownership down. Um, the fact that they were showing interest. You know, we, we know. Ad hoc, you know, the fact that Steve Barmer, Lawrence Frank were going to Toronto Raptors games and, you know, they, you know Doc Rivers was calling Kawhi Leonard the modern Michael Jordan and getting fined $50,000 for it. You know, they were making their presence felt in Kawhi's life. And, you know, I think that Kawhi, I remember, you know, when they were talking about the Los Angeles Lakers free agency, delving into that, um, he asked Magic Johnson, at least this is what came out, um, what did you guys want to trade for me? Uh, last year before the Toronto Raptors did. He wanted to feel valued and feel special. If that is true, I believe it probably is. You know, a lot of stuff you, you sift through the water. Uh, but yeah, you make your own luck, but I think that it was the fact that they were bold enough to make this move. Um, they had the assets there. Um, and that didn't leave them bereft as well because they still also have their own 2020 first round pick and, and they can trade that for another sort of guy that can add another value to them. So I think that... You make your own luck, Nick, and the Clippers front office, Lawrence Frank down, Doc Rivers, everyone else who's doing a fantastic job there, uh, they created luck uh, in their pursuit of landing uh, the finals MVP. The only part about this that is lucky is that everything's fallen in at, the right, the package. At, the, at the right time. The timing of it is very lucky mm. um, in that, you know, the if the Clippers were... An atrocious team last year. One that once they sort of got rid of everyone, um, they got rid of. If they got rid of everyone and were bad, mm. then this trade may not necessarily go through. So there is the a Brooklyn lot Nets. of yeah, exactly. Well, if we weren't competent, would Kyrie and and KD have come? Would that have if our you know, we were, had been more incompetent and had less success mm. and not made the playoffs. Would that have drew them more to the, the the mecca of basketball in New York? Who knows? So it's the timing of the world seeing yeah. that the organization is competent because yeah. they lost everyone and were still relevant. Yeah. It's the timing of that with, obviously, the free agencies and the free agents that have come in. Yeah. But you don't create... It's not lucky that they've got good roster management. Yeah. It's not lucky that they've got... A coach that clicks well with front office and players alike. Mm-hmm. That's not luck. Yeah. <laughs> this is all very scripted. Yeah. Uh, so this is... Oh, I'm going to give it Twitter because the timing of it is... Well, is it certainly is. But I want to give it an alternative because it's sort of diminishing the efforts yeah, yeah. of Bulmer. That's fair. That's fair. And Rivers and that whole organization as a whole. Like they've, they've cultivated a tremendous image for themselves. Yeah. Uh, and that has that has willed other players to yep. go there. Yeah, I think you're completely right in that. Uh, we'll move on to some FIBA stuff, Nick, because it's been a while. Mm. Uh, our boomers were unlucky because Paddy couldn't make free throws. Um, Paddy thrills. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of things snubbed from the. Uh, all... Ingles had one of his worst games in that in that yeah. specific game. Bogey wasn't happy. No, uh, but no. we'll speak about Team USA because uh, the loss to France. And, you know, finishing seventh overall. Bodes ominously, Nick, for Team USA at the upcoming 2020 Olympics. I mean, it's not good. Um, I, I, I really think it means nothing. It's not good, 
but their team's going to be different next year. Well, because so, Stephen Curry's you're right. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, ultimately, Clay's it means come nothing. Damien Lillard's come out. <laughs> exactly. LeBron James has even rumored to have come out. And this said, is the sort of wake up call that Team USA needed because it is. It's so. It's so arrogant for for players to not give a crap about their national team because yep. in every other sport in the world, the national team is like pinnacle. Uh, for for most sports, it's pinnacle. Yeah. Not for all for all sports, it is very important. Yeah. Except for the USA, for some reason, the USA don't give two shits about international basketball. Mm. And Team Canada didn't either. Funnily enough, they I think they like yeah, 17, that's, that's true. Seventeen NBA players that didn't participate. Like Corey Joseph, I think was their like league guy. And you know, I mean, Ben Simmons didn't participate, obviously, but he had literally his he was negotiating a max extension contract. Mm. So I think that. You know, $170 million speaks a little bit louder than playing a couple of games in China. Uh, which, he's still yeah. a... Uh, he's still a... Firm like part like of the a, future. A, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. still got a lot of time uh, for his boomers sort of career. Yeah. He's still very early. His NBA career, obviously, that's what's going to pay him the bills. Yeah. Get that right. Uh, I completely understand that he's got a lot of development yet to, yet to happen. Um, if he is a all-star player next year... Um, he will be. Yes, I, all I NBA think, I maybe. Think he, that's that's going to be a. If he has uh, taken leaps and bounds in his in his uh, development, game. and then still chooses not to play with the Boomers, then I'm going to take personal. I'm going to take personal offense. Yeah, and I that. think people already have, which is you know. But on the Team USA front, uh, this for me is an alternative fact because, like you said, it's going to be a completely different squad, mm. and uh, I think the Olympics is still has the cachet. Uh, and in terms of like you sort of talked about representation for your country, the Olympics still has that. And because of what was Certainly created with the Dream Team, FIBA, what was FIBA created with you know Kobe Bryant, Kamala mm-hmm. Anthony, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, all these guys, um, the 2020 Olympic squad, um, you know, it would be uh, a bigger upset than you know. I'm trying to think of like a massive upset, but like they're probably uh, Man City not winning the Premier League this year. Are they favourites? Uh, Liverpool? I think Liverpool right now would be favourites because okay. we had that bad loss to Norwich right. last week. I'm still getting bloody trolled about that. <laughs> but we just beat Watford 8-0, so that's... Uh, that's a solid... Solid effort. Kick up the arse. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you... Does this mean... The, the FIBA experience mean anything to you in terms of the prospects of them winning gold at um, in Tokyo? Which... I think it sort of solidified that fact hmm. that... You know, this is the sort of this is the shock, the shock that they needed. You know, uh, how many how many podcasts are talking about the lackluster efforts from the USA, the crappy team that was put forward? The media notices this stuff, mm. and they're throwing it back in superstars' face. Uh, and again, they're going along the routes of national pride. You know, we're the greatest nation for basketball we created and sport. we exactly and we can't oh canadians great, great no, a canadian sport, but, in but america Cana- yes okay <laughs> sorry you're right um and we can't win these marquee tournaments when they should yeah like i'd say uh, the top 50 players uh, go- were gone yeah and they uh, yeah but and, and i think it speaks to the the national the globalization of the league and also the fact that the gap sure sure like the other the other the gap is closer yeah there is no doubt about it um and but the-, the usa still have a incredible advantage i agree i agree and full strength. But it's it's funny because 
2024-2028 when we're talking about some of like the real young superstars on the rise. Giannis, Ben Simmons, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid. All of the best Luka Doncic, all of the best young superstars aren't from America. Mm. You know, you look at, you know, Donovan Mitchell, who's on the rise. Is Can Zion be the face that Team USA needs? Look, 2020, it's fine. Don't worry, like our American listeners and, and anyone who's a fan of Team USA. Things are going to be fine. They're going to sweep. They're going to win by 20 points every single game. But 2024, wherever the Olympics are then, look it up for me. Uh, 2024, I'm intrigued because I think that, you know, with Ben Simmons and, and, you know, we've got Jonah Bolden. We've got, you know, this young sort of squad. Paddy Mills could still be hanging around. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Paris. Paris. That would be a good Olympics to go to. Do you not want... I, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. Let's go to Tokyo. That's next year, dude. Come on, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. I want to go to a World Cup. I am impartial if I go to an Olympics. When, when's the World Cup? 2026, it's in America. Okay, you all got about. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in America, Canada, and yeah, Mexico. North, so just North America. So and so, Central. Some, yeah. And Central America. Cool. Um, we've so, spoken probably more about soccer slash football this week <laughs> anywhere else. But, but yeah, like that, I mean, if, if I'm giving this, a loss to France bodes ominously for Team USA. Alternative fact for you, yeah. I mean, this is alternative factor for me because... Sure, it burned anonymously in 2019 because, you know, they weren't good. Yeah. But they were bad. this is going to be the shock that they need. They're going to come back fighting. It's it's going to be like a pride thing. They'll yeah. be like, well, we, you know, we can't lose again. Yeah. So they're going to throw the bloody kitchen sink Not, not as big as like a redeem team sort of thing, but like, you know, it's somewhat redemption Could be team. a redeem team. It's, it, it's, I, I reckon it would. I would go as far to say as that. But like, it's it's not the Olympics. Like, it's FIBA. FIBA pales in comparison. Yeah, but it's redeeming that embarrassment. Yeah, I think that it needs to be like, you know, redeem. It's like, does it, is the redemption like really that like strong? It's I mean, they were pushed by, what was it, Puerto Rico? Poland, I think their last game was. I think they beat Poland. But we'll get to another international superstar. Um, And the Bucks, Nick, can win a championship with Giannis not shooting threes. I'm going to give you the quote where this came from. So he spoke to some sort of media source. I'm not sure where it came from. And he was saying that uh, we can still win a championship without me shooting threes. There's a lot of people out there that said, oh, Giannis can't... Oh, if Giannis can't add the three to one of the best players in the league, I just want MVP number three, right? I can still win a championship not shooting the three, but I want to shoot the three. I shot the three a little bit better this year. As the scene was in went along, I was getting better. Nick, give me some stats, b-ball reference. Give me some playoff breakdowns. Give me some... <laughs> give me some... Like, month-by-month month stats, because I, I agree with what he was saying. I think that the thing that to take away from this is, I probably still think that they can. I, like, Giannis isn't... With the current iteration, the current version of Giannis, MVP Giannis from 2018-19, they can still win a championship because, you know, Golden State aren't Golden State. And I think that the Bucks are deep enough and have a good enough squad. Um, and I think that throughout the season... He got more. He got better and more confident shooting the three. And for me, confidence is everything when mm. it comes to confidence and comfort. And this, is a, this is a game of confidence. This and is... what what's his, and the thing that's probably disappointing and it goes against it is that his free throw percentage isn't great, um, being under sixty five percent. You want to get that around that seventy mark, which it was in 2017-18, to be you know you look at the best three point shooters in the game. Stephen Curry shoots like ninety eight percent from yeah, yeah, Paddy Mills nuts, shoots ninety yeah. percent. Um, Kevin Durant it's, it's shoots ninety percent. It's it's free points like yeah. For a for a good free throw shooter, it is absolutely free points. And for someone who so rough and tumble and will be going to the going to the rack as often as Giannis does, 
a good free throw shooting form and you know if you can get a good percentage up that is just so ridiculously dangerous huge uh in the playoffs so i would say this is an um uh, a fact I'm just going straight up fact for Bang. this one. The Bucks can definitely win a championship with Giannis specifically not shooting the three. Um, he doesn't even need to be a threat. I, f- I feel, and this might go against sort of the co- the modern sort of take on NBA, but I noticed a lot, and I've noticed it in a fair few playoffs, a lot of teams win off the back of good two-point shooting. Mm. They... Make a move. They get a couple of. They get maybe a couple of feet inside the. Um, uh, get in, inside the three point arc, and then either it's a little floater or a little step back on a little two point shot. Fade away. Yeah. Kawhi um, proved that, and then some. Kevin like Durant. you don't have to like. Statistically speaking, the three point shot is more is is obviously more advantageous, and during a regular season sort of semi no pressure. It's where defenses aren't as engaged or might be tired on a long road trip. Playoffs are a completely different game. I, I, I'm certain. I'm certain that you can play. Obviously, you can play the three ball in the playoffs. Yeah. But if Giannis still has shooting around him, he himself does not need to be able to take up the mantle of a three point shot. I, in looking at it conversely, I think if he does improve as a three point shooter, then I think that they solidify themselves as a favorite. Uh, well, like solidify themselves. Maybe if he shoots, everyone shoots a little bit worse in the um, in the playoffs, though. No, I, and I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying that, like, if he shoots it confidently, like if he shoots 36 percent on the season, and then in the playoffs, the threat is there. The, having the threat alone, like you look at Kawhi, you look at KD, they're incredible three point shooters, but they're incredible from every facet of the floor. And it's because they have the threat from there that allows them to find space inside the paint and inside 10 to 18 feet. So I think that it's going to make him more ominous. But I agree. I think that hitting his free throws probably is, is, well, is yeah, even I bigger mean, because that's, that's, that's his that's bread and butter. Crux. Yeah, that's uh, it's his it, bread and butter. Interior play for Giannis is going to be a lot more important in the playoffs, I think. Because yeah, Specifically that, in the playoffs. We saw... Then, um, than anything he can do. We saw Al Horford sort of shut him down a little bit. Kawhi shut him down a little bit. Um, and he needs to get like just a, like you sort of said, like a little bit of a floater or a, a, a back to the basket mm. sort of move. He's long enough. I mean, if he can develop that hook. Like a cream hook. sort of style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd like, be insane. So you're saying that uh, this is, a, is this a fact? This is a fact for me. Okay. I, don't, I, I, I definitely think they can win Yeah. Uh, with Giannis not being able to shoot the three. He could. Fair. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not like he shoots badly. I think it's thirty three, which for a seven foot dude is not terrible. Yeah, yeah. I think that like you you look at true shooting percentages. I think that's probably the number one thing overall. Um. So yeah, per in in the playoffs last year, you know, his three point percentage was thirty three percent. That's what I mean. Like, it's, so it's, it's not bad. His e field goal percentage though went down to under average. The average yeah. is about fifty five. So yeah. because he wasn't, what was his free throw percentage? Oh, he was sixty three percent. So that's why he he failed to you know hit those sort of easy buckets like you said. But um, they're going to be a favorite um, no matter what. I think that they're the favorites out east because I think they're they're deep and uh, there's a a few too many questions surrounding. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, but who knows? There could be teams on the rise that we haven't even thought about. Are you seeing this, Jack? What am I seeing? In 2014-15, his rookie season, he was listed as a shooting guard. Well, like, yeah, he's a, he's an anomaly. <laughs> now he's just shooting like... Shooting guard! He's 6'11". <laughs> well, I think he's had a growth spurt. I'm, I don't know. I mean, he, that's his listed. 
I mean, six eleven is not short. My man's he's, a freak. He's a he's a very freakish man, and he's Greek. He's he, some would say he's a, a freak who's Greek. That's the nickname. That's the nickname. <laughs> Nick Fidel, Nick. The Rockets aren't contenders next season. Whew. This is takeish. Yeah, this is takeish. Watching the jump, mate. I I consume that much NBA media. You're lucky that I'm obsessed with NBA <laughs> media. Or else we would have a podcast. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, I mean, I think he and like the team I'm, with I James Harden. It's hard to discount. And Russell Westbrook and Clint Capella, PJ Tucker. I um, mean, sh- sure. This is alternative facts. Um, <laughs> and also, there's been a lot of Rockets news this week. James Harden, and um, there's a piece um, that Howard Beck did on him. And Tom Fertitta's been doing the rounds because he's got a new book out. And he said that like they've got a championship window uh, of three to four years. Obviously, because Harden's 30, you know, Russell Westbrook's 30. Um, and if he thinks they don't strike now, then they're never going to strike. Which is, you know, plain and simple. Um, the... The debate around their status as a contender, I think, is is worthwhile because if you're comparing to, you know, the, the strengths and weaknesses like we were talking about with like the East, you know, it, it's it's the Bucks and the Sixers and everyone else. Whereas in the West, it's the Clippers, it's the Jazz, it's the Lakers, um, it's so many teams um, that you could throw throw the names in. And it's just like, well, well, you could certainly make an argument for this team. Mm. Um, and that's what I think. I think that the Rockets are on the lower end of that. Um, mm. That's just because I, I believe more in Kawhi Leonard as a, an entity, even without Paul George. Obviously, there's going to be some issues there, but I think that there are, would be greater issues with the James Harden, Russell Westbrook backcourt. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably not putting Rockets in the top four. Would you have them above? Okay, so I'll, if, I'll, I'll if, name a team. If the take is they aren't contenders. That's an alternative fact. Well, contenders are contending for the the championship. Are the Rockets contending for the championship? Yeah, I think they are. I'm go. I, I think that they're. they're I think that the West is that I have wide no open. No faith in Russell Westbrook. You, this is just. This is. I don't. Uh, no, I, I'll, I'll throw. I'll throw. <laughs> I can't see him being bothered. I'll throw the other contenders in the West at you and say, you tell me if they have a better chance. Like I than think them. the Lakers have a better chance. Okay, than the I was literally going to say Lakers. Yeah. Okay, Clippers. Yes, I think the Clippers have the best chance. Utah Jazz. I think they've got a better chance as okay. well. Like Denver uh, Nuggets. You love Denver. I, I Denver. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Denver. I mean, they proved me wrong last last time. Jamal Murray extension and Jeremy Grant. Nikola Jokic has had a good off season in in the FIBA. Like he had had a couple of bad games, but like he's looking at improving his body. And his playoffs were insane, insane in the membrane. It's right. You get these young the young players that they've got having another season. They've got some playoff pedigree now. Yeah, then yeah. So they're like I mean, I reckon that's my top four. Yeah. So fifth. Yeah, fair enough. Honestly, I mean, without having the the, the sort of teams, but I I would be like, I would be hesitant if say like Denver finished fourth or whatever. Um, they can, but they Ro- Rockets have such a because they are an unknown quantity at the moment. Their ceiling and their floors, there's quite a gap between oh yeah. them. Oh yeah. So I understand where this take comes from. Yeah. Because they could could finish like seventh. Yeah. But it's they could the, finish it's first. The West, but they could finish first because we know them. We know what James Harden's like. The Lakers are season. unknown at the moment. The Clippers are unknown at the moment. Yeah. These unknown quantities. It's just, I've, like you said, it comes down to faith. I've got a lot more faith in Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis than Russell, than Westbrook, Russell Westbrook and James, James Harden. Harden. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Completely fair. Uh, we'll stick on the Rockets and we'll go to their owner, 
Uh, and here to take about James Harden and his defense. And don't forget, James Harden is the best post defender in the league last year. Okay, yeah, just look at the statistics. When he wants to play defense, there is nobody any better on defense too in the league. All right, Jackie boy, I'm going to play a soundbite that I think perfectly, uh, uh, perfectly wrong. summates this. This the, that's the wrong soundbite. <laughs> uh, this one. There we go. <laughs> uh, Tomo, was... what's he on about? <laughs> he's on hard nipples, man. Yeah. That's what he's. Um... <laughs> Look, I uh, agree with the, the oh. first sentiment that I he is a really good post defender. Like he best. He's not even the best post defender in the league. I would say he's let alone top... the best. I would say defender he's... in the league. No, well, like obviously, like well, let's let's do it one at a time. Post defender. I think he's top three, top five post defender. I think. Kyle Lowry's a little bit better. You need, I think... to, you need to stipulate for guards. No, because no, I, I think James Harden has uh, an incredible center of gravity, uh, great strength, um, and... That, that that doesn't mean he can post against big big man posters. But they, like, if you, if I'm pretty sure, like, I'm looking at some, like, Reddit threads, and, like, his field goal percentage when being posted up, like, his defensive field goal percentage is insane it's really good so like the the stats bear it out um you know but um that doesn't mean that like you know just because you're a good post defender i think it's easier to be a good post defender than it is to be a good defender like carl larry is a great defender and he's a good post defender like you look at the big men in the league you know my boy jared allen is a horrible post defender that booty mate that that carl larry booty it's it's able to push back a lot he's sick (laughs) um but yeah best defender league i mean Tilmo. I mean, you know, I know you want to sell a few books at, uh, and, and throw some hot takes out there, but just jump on JBT, mate. We'll give you a nice little platform if you, if you want to throw some hot takes at us. Um, sure, we'll field your nonsense. Yeah, why not? They we, field we, my nonsense all the time. We so. field LeVar Ball's nonsense. We, we field a <laughs> lot of nonsense on, uh, on this wonderful podcast. But, but, I mean, yeah, this is an alternative fact because, you know, when, when James Harden wants to play defense, when? which is the overarching thing. It's like he said, when? Yes, when uh, there's no one better on defense in the league, that no. is just, just it's, incredibly false. It's incredibly idiotic, incredibly wrong. Um, De- defense, ninety percent of defense is effort anyway. Yeah, and uh, we, maybe not that split, but it's a high percentage of defense is just effort. Yeah, and like James Harden has all of the tools because he. Uh, it's almost, it's almost aberration. It's almost against. It almost works against him that he is a good post defender. Like if you're a good post defender. Why not be a, a decent? Why not show that effort in on the perimeter when, like, you know, letting guards blow by you mm. and like making Clint Capella and PJ Tucker clean up all your mess? But um, maybe uh, I think we're gonna have to see them pick up on the defensive end next season. Uh, I think that that's gonna be one area to really watch because I think some teams could really exploit um, Russell Westbrook and James Harden um, when they're playing together. You know, if those guys are those guys are lax at the best of times. Um, they're going to have to be engaged. And will they be? Uh, the regular season, I, I don't think it's going to be out that way. But mm. I think in the playoffs, we could see something out of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mate. Yes. The Magic. Um, Orlando. Orlando will rue the decision to pick up Marco Fultz's fourth-year option on his rookie deal. I think it's a $12 million option. Yeah, because number one year. pick. Um, so I'm, they will rue the day. Yes, I like the word rue. Yeah, it's uh, a good word. You're welcome. Um... You're going to be using rue a lot. Now. I mean, it's small. <laughs> uh, it's it's a powerful message small, in small packages. Small and effective. We like uh, small and effective things. That's here at right. Um, My penis. Yes, in, exactly. Um, I I'm going to give this Twitter because I think there is a high chance that 
you know, we don't see Mark Elf. I don't, I don't know how many games Mark Elfholtz is going to play next season. You saw a video of him shooting mechanically well. Yep. Uh, I've this seen was, this came out a, a month ago. Maybe. I've seen a video of Ben Simmons shooting mechanically well. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to bear its way out into when yes, basketball really matters. Important, but, but it's it's more of a it's more of a thing that Ben Simmons has always shot sort of the same sort of way. It's just he shoots slowly. Mm. I think that's sort of the reason why. My personally, I think the reason why it doesn't translate well into NBA because it just takes him twenty years to actually put up a shot. Yeah. Whereas Mark Fultz's action was broken. Yeah. And now it's looking not broken. What's the opposite? Fixed, yeah. Jack. It's looking fixed. Yep. Um and it's just it bodes well. It bodes well um it bodes better than seeing uh Ben Simmons sort of make threes. Yeah. And I mean, uh, the Magic also picked up the options on uh, Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba as well. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, Mo Bamba obviously had a, a poor rookie season too, but they have about 85 million centers in Orlando. Um, Nikola Vucevic, um, Aaron Gordon, they pick up Alf Aminu in free agency. I don't know what they're doing there, but they're going to be great defensively because Steve Clifford's a great defensive coach and they've got a lot of really talented guys in that end. Mm. But sticking with Markel... Um, it's a $12 million gamble, but at the end of the day, what are, what other point guard point guard stocks do the Orlando Magic have? Michael Carter Williams and DJ Augustine. That's what I mean. The, 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 risk, the risk is warranted. Risk reward. 100%. Analysis. It is, yeah, well, that's the cost, cost benefit. Cost benefit ratios. Businessman here. Businessman. Um, uh, it, I, I definitely think it's worth, worth the risk. Uh, Mark Elfultz's main thing it was the shoulder. Mm-hmm. That translated into insane confidence issues and mm-hmm. and and mechanics just being absolutely wrought, broken. Um, wrought is another good word. Yeah, nice one. Um, w r o u g h t. Is I thought it was W R U T. I thought it was just. All right, I'll look at it. Up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, f- from the magic perspective. G H T. Oh damn. I'm a teacher. Mate. <laughs> I, I have to know. I'm an well. engineer, mate. I uh, I do math. <laughs> quick maths. Um, two plus two is four. Minus one that's three. Quick maths. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, it, it it it's a good gamble. Yep. It'll it, it, whether it pays off. Yeah, it's How confident? I think there's a greater chance of it paying off. Okay. From a twelve like twelve million dollar, not number one pick yep. standards, but. If we're talking twelve million dollar sort of contracts, Spencer Dimity is on like eleven million dollars. Yeah, like I, I think he could be still a very good player in the, a, a, a good player in this league. How many games will he play next season for the Orlando Magic? We're sort of talking preview territory here, but I, I doubt we're going to speak much about Orlando. I mean, you said you said not many. I'd, I'd like to know on what basis. Like, is it just those lingering injuries? I, I literally have no idea. But it's because. It's the it's the off season and we see summer workouts and Twitter posting and Instagram posts mm. and like you said we saw one of Markel which I didn't see by the way um, I would if we see Markel Fultz for sixty games and we get to see like a full breadth of his, his repertoire he's in he's in Orlando he's under a really good coach in Steve Clippard who you know um, to help develop Kemba Walker into one of the the premier superstars in the NBA at his position so maybe he can have that same influence on, on a guy like Markel Fultz and Markel has a lot of you know, outside of just offensively, he's he's got a he's got strength, he's got like length, so I think he can make him a good defender too. 
Um, but yeah, twelve million dollars. It's just it's 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 a big gamble. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it's a decent one, Nick. But we'll stick in Florida. And Nick, we we had to speak about this because you wanted me to speak about it. And I posted on our Facebook page a couple of weeks ago. The best name for a sports arena is hopefully going to occur in Miami. 100% Jackie boy. Biggest fact we've ever had on the podcast. The porn industry has infiltrated the sporting industry. <laughs> and it is possibly the greatest uh, greatest crossover since peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, it's a great. It's a. It's a. I'm not a big like peanut butter fan. Jam and and cream. Yeah, yeah. Strawberries and cream. Yeah. Most things and cream. Yeah. Um, porn and cream. No. Stop. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah, this is what this, company, Nicholas. This all comes about uh, because was it, is it Bang Bros? Bang Bros. Bang Bros. Yes. Are wanting uh, put forward a massive, massive bid. It's not a massive name. bid. It was like 100, 130 no, million? It was, was it ten what? million dollars? Oh well, I got my. Uh, <laughs> I added a zero, Jack. Um, You're I, the engineer. You said just literally seconds ago that you know math. Yeah, but that's written. It's like z- an extra zero. I could confuse an extra zero. Anyway, they put in a bid to uh, to gain the naming rights for the Miami um, Heat. Yeah, arena. for the Miami Heat arena. And what are they going to call it, Nick? It was Bangbro Stadium, was it not? Bangbro yeah. Center. Oh, which Center. is BBC. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Nick, for some reason, wasn't putting two and two together until this very moment. British Broadcasting. Yes, of course. I mean, yeah, that's what we... BBC uh, are not going to be happy with that and uh, their, their news program. Um, but look, $10 million is nothing. Like, if, we, if we're looking at, like, Barclays and all the other, you know, all the, the American's airline, I'm pretty sure, like, you, like this you got mistaken. This is just a massive publicity. This is a massive publicity It's good publicity. Because everyone wants it to happen now. <laughs> and it's just be like, come on, man. Like, just give them what the fans want. 10 million bucks. The fans, want, the fans want BBC, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want BBC, mate? It is a... Uh... Wonderful channel. <laughs> One of the most informative... <laughs> News corporations in the world. In fact, I would say BBC, ABC, and CNN are my favourite. All right, let's move on. The innuendo is is just ridiculous. It's it's <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's ripe. Uh, Nick, let's get to Wizards Woes. The Washington Wizards make a noise. I drank some bleach all the way down to the blue, and now I'm starting to feel like Harry Potter. Wish like fist bumps could like. Come off in audio. <laughs> Just how pumped we are for the music. It's- Every I get pumped for all of our music so much. Like I, I, I wish it was again. Get us on Spotify, guys. That's it. That's we don't it. need the episodes on Spotify. We need our songs on Spotify. Damn right. We need our own playlist. Uh, Tommy Shepard needs to be more open in trading Bradley Beal. Nick, it's Wizards Watch. You speak. I'm going to find the quote specifically. This is sort of. <laughs> Nothing's sort changed. Of, sort of weird because last week, literally uh, two weeks ago, the Wizards' woes was can Bradley Beal average more than uh, eight eight or nine assists yep. a game, and <sighs> I was sort of like semi hopeful, but you know we don't really have the team around him, and you know this, like you said, it hasn't. Nothing's changed. There's been rumors of him trading, being traded for, ever. Um, from I guess a business point of view, it is definitely worthwhile to keep him. You sell tickets. You know he's the he's the guy for the team. We love selling from tickets. A, from a team perspective, it's probably not the right idea because we're wasting Bradley Beal at you, the moment. And you know what's funny is that like the Bradley Beal trade rumors, people are starting to bring up the Brooklyn Nets as a, a legitimate candidate. <laughs> you will of- be, it, 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 oh man. This is going to be like EPL. 
Or every every rumor that comes out for a transfer, yeah. it's like Man City linked with this player. Yeah. Like there is, I'm a hundred percent sure that no conversations have happened. It's just because we've got we are the it team, yeah, yeah. and we've got millions of dollars yeah. that we could just throw cash at these players. Yeah. You're going to be that team for for a while. You're Enjoy contender. It. Everyone loves everyone loves being there. Yeah. Like the. The PR around Brooklyn is so good. It's really good right now. That anyone, any reporter would be like, well, who wouldn't want to go there? So I will go with Tommy Shepard's uh, quote, Nicholas. And he mm. says, the way that I look at it, it's pretty simple. If you were looking to build a team, Brad would be the type of player anyone would want to start with. I, I don't think he's the 1A guy. I think he's the 2 guy or the 3 guy. Uh, you look at the character, the talent, the age, just the whole package. Brad is without a doubt a core player in this league. Every team would love to have him. And we do. We've never considered anything other than a situation where Brad is with us and leading us forward. We made that clear to him on the first day. We could offer him an extension and we'll continue to make that clear. He hasn't accepted that extension, by the way. Uh, Beal is only 26 years old. Mm-hmm. You say you say he's not the 1A, and right now I don't think he is. He can definitely be a 1B because he's getting better. He is still getting better. I don't think he, like on a championship team, he can't be a 1B. He can be like on a, maybe a top four. Like it, literally, you've got to think in the organization he's thriving in as well. No, but like not he, a good one. Like, no, but he proved like we we've seen the history of the the Washington Wizards. They've they've peaked out at the semifinals, which is the fourth best team in in the conference. So Bradley Beal ideally is suited in a th- the third role on a championship team, Lakers, Nets, etc. Right now, for sure. Um, no doubt. But, uh, one, is the fact that he hasn't accepted the extension worrying for you as a... <sighs> I mean, it's sort of hard to be worried when, like, like what, what's, what worse could happen? <laughs> this, is, what's this, this is where I'm at at the moment. Very fatalistic, so it's like, my friend. Very fatalistic. It's not like we're going to... It's not... We have no risk of relegation. So, and that would be the main thing. So and I keep bringing this back to soccer. Um, it's on your mind. But this is, I mean, the eight nil last night. That was that was brilliant. Um, so trading Bradley Beal, keeping Bradley Beal. I mean, who gives a shit? Fair enough. Honestly, I love Bradley Beal, and I would love him to stay because he is sort of keeping me entertained in the Wizards. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm super excited for Hachimura. Really, really. Yeah, I'm some... keen for some Rui. Um, some Rufi. No. Um, <clears throat> but Bradley Beal is the sort of center of this team. And I watch the Wizards for him. Because yeah. he is super entertaining. Um, so to see him leave will be will be sad, will be tragic. No. But I think he, like it's sort of like if you love me, then you'll let me go. Essentially, <laughs> essentially, because we are wasting we are wasting him. A team that I love, the Brooklyn Nets. Let's get to them in Brooklyn bits. Woo! 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 Mate, what's the Brooklyn bits this week? Sam Vecini on his podcast. In a season or two, Karis LeVert's contract will be viewed as one of the best in the league for those that don't know and have been living under a rock. Three years, $52.5 million extension for Karis LeVert, who turns 25 this year. So he'll be in his prime years. So what's that, 16? 17 and a half. 17 and a half a year. Yep, 17 and a half. Uh, from what we saw before he got injured, 
this could very well. It depends how he recovers from this from this very bad injury. Well, he's already recovered from it. It's just whether he can avoid. <clears throat> he's he's been injury plagued a lot of his career through some through fault of his own because of just the. Uh, he's but, recovered, but how he bounces back yeah. from this injury. Well, like, he was our best is... player in the Philadelphia 76ers series, and that's essentially what bodes best for him. But. One of the best, in, one of the best in the league. I'll, I'll throw some other contracts at you, Nick. Lou Williams on that three years, twenty-four million dollar deal. Another team in the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Spencer Dimmitt, I think, is on a three-year, thirty-four million dollar deal. Um, both of those guys, funny enough, like probably perennial six men, and will be for a very, very, very long time. Um, so those sort of guys, and then you look at obviously like the vet minimum contracts that are going around. But in terms of like that sort of mid-tier contract, a lot of those essentially, you just look at them. Oh, they're albatrosses because it's it's like the Michael Kidd Gilchrist of the world, the the Marvin Williams, these sort of guys that get the contracts. But the the we talked about like cost benefit analysis and risk reward. Um Karras did this because he wanted to get that money mm. and because he knows, you know, um that you know it could be possible that he may suffer a, a, another, you know, l- not like career threatening injury, but like John Wall is the is the example. Like you know, it could happen, but at least he's getting paid. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you, you secure that contract, and I think this has the potential to absolutely be a fact. Yeah. In that, I mean, Karis Levert has is can be a max player. Yeah. Has the potential to be a match pl- max player. If you're comparing to like for a Russell. champ, like a max player on a championship team, like yeah. with. Which will be you guys in the next two years, hopefully, I, I, hopefully yeah. if the time if the timeline starts to go. Yeah. So, yes, in in a season or two, this could be the best contract in the league. It really just depends on health, and there's you know that is such a a bitch of a thing in sports. Health and luck. We've spoken. We speak about it copiously uh, on this podcast. But uh, a segment we haven't done in a while, Nicholas. Let's do some DBS. Drop. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Bench. No! God, please, no! No! Start. All right, that's more like it. This is DBS. Yes, this is DBS. That music is sort of coming out of retirement now. It's almost like old-timey music as well. Yeah. It's kind of good. Um, I don't mind. You got a Simpsons quote in there. We need a, we need a good Simpsons quote. Got an office one in there as well. Uh, yes, yes. One of the best um, gifts ever. As yes, well. that's right. That's when Toby comes back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> ah, Toby. You're the Toby of this podcast. That's not nice, <laughs> I, I I relate more to Kevin. The chili? Oh, yeah. I really want to try Kevin's chili. I just love how he makes a salad in a in a <laughs> in a paper shredder. That's just that is just genius. Kevin's the best. And <laughs> yeah, I, I vibe with Kevin on a deep level. But uh, our DBS this week, uh, we got three of the premier, probably the three best big men in the league right now. Mm-hmm. All MVP candidates: Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. Um, this is. I've been scouring Instagram and stumbled on a couple of them, and I'll probably get to a couple more uh, in the off season as well. Mm-hmm. But Nick, Nick, who are we dropping here first? I mean, this is this is a good, this is right for debate. This is why we love this section. Do a whole hour on um, this one, but we only have about fifteen. Minutes. We've got <laughs> we, we've got a bit of differing stuff. I think I think I think who who are you starting? I think it's okay. more it's more because that's oh no, that's like, uh, no no no. Let's let's go with drop. This is the bombshell drop. All right. Yep. Who of these? You got, you got three? some sort of bombshell. I do. Where, yep. where is it? There it is. Bang. No, boom. You're boom. You're supposed to save it. Boom. From when I no, was. No, I'm going to use it now. The bomb has been dropped. It's just... And it will. All right. Happen. Who am I dropping, Nick? Just give me, like, you got a drum roll you there want, as oh, well. Oh, we do have a drum roll. Here we go. 
I am dropping Joel and Beat. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. Um, I know it's the... so hard because it's so it's so you, rough. You, it's how you nitpick this, sure. and how I nitpick this is because will Joel Embiid be an seventy-five game plus player for another five to eight seasons on a championship team? I, he hasn't proven that to me yet. Whereas Nikola Jokic has proven he can be an eighty-game player. Prove it at the playoffs, playoffs. For, for 16, 20 games plus and, and plenty of series. You could have the same gripes about Anthony Davis, though. You could, but I think Anthony Davis has put those behind it. And I think it's almost overrated. Like, if we're talking about health concerns, it's Joel Embiid at the top of this. And he controls a lot of those health concerns because of what he eats and his body and stuff. So I think that we'll, we could speak about Joel Embiid and his body for a long, long time. But if he comes in fit and healthy and fit and fire and they play, he plays 70 two games or more, he could win the MVP and the Sixers could win the championship. But for this exercise, I don't believe that that will be the case. Mm. I think that there is a, there is certainly a scenario where it could happen. And, you know, like you said earlier, I can, I will happily be wrong and eat my words and eat your face. I still haven't <laughs> eaten your face despite season one. I said, I eat your face. You got to eat my face. Eventually, eventually, eventually. But why, Nick, drum roll, who are you dropping? Oh, Something different. All right. All right. This is a very long drum roll. It's <laughs> very get, elongated. You need to get a better sound bite <laughs> for the drum roll. Nikola Jokic. Whoa! I am dropping Nikola Jokic, which um, why? I, I may I may have to eat my own face. Uh, you can eat mine. <laughs> we'll eat each other's faces. We'll eat each other's faces. No, but, but if one of us, off. no, <laughs> literally. But no, but if one of us is is wrong, there will only be one face eaten. That's true. Yeah. So one of us, unless Anthony Davis <laughs> is the worst, then we do uh, have to. That's right. We'll just yeah. we'll eat each other's faces. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm dropping Jokic because I. It's not so much that I, I don't like what it's not. It's this isn't a product of you hate not Denver. liking. You hate Denver. I don't like Denver. Denver. You're right. It's more. I don't like Malone. I don't. I don't. He proved me wrong this year, and Mickey. it's sort of it's harder to stand by my I don't like Al Malone as a as a coach. And but like a lot of people don't like Brett Brown, but you are a fervent uh, believer. I in do Boy. enjoy I do enjoy a bit of Brett Brown. Me too, because he's he is Aussie. He's Aussie American. He's Aussie American. Yeah, um, like Benny. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So it's more just I have more faith in Embiid and Davis uh, as centers as sort of this unstoppable force is it the defense the defense i'd be lying if i said the defense wasn't part of it <laughs> that joel Embiid and anthony davis are going to be for as long as they're healthy perennial defensive player of the year if candidates. i'm looking at if i'm looking at peaks of these players i have been a lot more impressed per game from joel Embiid than i, I have from Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic has the longevity for and, sure, and that's why that's why I dropped Embiid. He's got the yep. part. He's got the pass. He's got that European prowess. Loves his Pepsi. Used um, to love his Pepsi. That, that's that's right. He better be shredded now. Like <laughs> he, he had. A, he's had a good off season this season. Still for Serbs. Uh, that's right. Um, he's going to come back. He's going to be in great. Sh- I believe he's going to be in great shape, and he may very well win the MVP. Yeah. Uh, but I I just. I would give, if I'm ranking them in terms of MVP next year, I'm giving uh, Embiid greater odds yeah. than Denver. It, 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 I think that I'm... You, you have the same worries. It's just that I'm more worried than than you are. Yes. And like you acknowledge... And like it's weird that we like agree... 
like essentially without the same we have the same takes it's just that we feel more strongly about about certain like, aspects and, like if, sure. if you alright I'll throw something at you uh, if you could have Joel Embiid for 62 games versus Nikola Jokic for 80 what are you taking just regular season mm. let's go with that I'm probably still taking Embiid I probably might as well but I think as a regular season team, you know, the Denver Nuggets proved that if you have Nikola Jokic for 80 games, you could finish with the first seed. That's right. That's that's right. So, uh, I mean, it's 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 what you value. It's, splitting, it's, it's really splitting hairs. When you, when you get th- three players of this quality, it's Calibre. really splitting hairs. So who are you benching, mate? I assume then it's... Yes, uh, I, I'm benching Nikola Jokic um, purely because of everything that I've just said. Um, I, I think that I value availability. I think Nikola Jokic has improved as a defender. I think he's one of the best passers in the history of the game. Mm. Um, he's incredible offensively. Um, and I think that he can be... A, all of these guys can be 1As on a championship team. But I think Nikola Jokic, if we see Denver take another step forward, I think that you know getting the playoff reps um, certainly would help them. And Nikola, there was a lot of questions about Nikola Jokic into the playoffs. It's like, can you have a defensively, you know, a non-sound big man as your focal point in the playoffs? Mm. Yeah. And he didn't prove himself to be defensively non-sound. He just has has Millsap next to him and Jeremy Grant next to him that sort of helps him. So it's about the fit around him. Um, you know, that Nikola Jokic could be a championship player one day. Um, but <clears throat> so could Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. But it's just that in the past, Joel Embiid has proven because of his history of injuries health, sometimes yeah. and the health but his health is a big thing i mean i'm benching i'm benching him uh mainly because he is not as good as he's he can do everything that anthony davis does but anthony davis does it and he's not a good if, passer uh, anthony davis does and, it better and Bede's an okay passer uh and can be so, uh, it was more anthony davis can do everything that joel Embiid can yes i know what you meant Plus passing. Yes, that's why we're um, both starting him. Yes, well, yeah, we're both both starting Davis. That is, I think that was, I know a, a lot of stands might have, you know, Embiid or Jokic above them. Yeah. But I think as ob- as objectively as we can look at this, as a player. Anthony Davis is a better player. He's, he's borderline best player in the league. Yeah, for, yeah. I, I mean, he. it's going to be interesting. You guys will find out soon enough on OGDBasketball.com where we had him mm. um, at his best. You know, all these guys, I think he... It's going to be... The only reason Anthony Davis might not win MVP is because LeBron wins MVP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which is which is saying something. So, uh, yeah, I think Anthony Davis has... Does have the passing acumen. Like, if we're talking about, like, Nikola Jokic has the most outstanding skill out of all of them. Like, he is... His passing is unparalleled. Whereas Anthony Davis is unparalleled is in the fact that, like, he's six foot eleven and can pass the ball, can bring the ball up the floor, can shoot it a little bit, which he said, and we were going to talk about it in this pod, but I didn't think it'd be relevant, but he said he wants to shoot, like, 38% from three. Uh, he's a good passer. He's an incredible defender, incredibly malleable as a defender. Hopefully he plays a little bit of center this year as mm. well. Um, but Joel Embiid doesn't have those things. Um, Joel Embiid can be a bit of an ineffective passer. His turnover rate, I think, is a little bit too high. Probably is a better post player than Anthony Davis in terms of like, you know, he's got that Shaq sort of mentality. Um, but I think Anthony Davis has a back-to-the-basket game, a better jumper. But yeah, it, it was pretty easy to start him. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the split was more whether we 
with uh, Embiid and Jokic, yep. and there was that. Honestly, that can go either way. I, I appreciate your points. If view. you if you guys agree, disagree with us, um, any of Nick's sixty two followers on tw- <laughs> on Twitter, uh, let and us the know. Twelve people that are actually real, and the fifty bots that I have. I mean, we all need some bot love in our life, Nicholas. That's it, that's we all it, need that's it. it. All right, mate. That just about does it for another week. So we just like to say thank you for tuning in to Just Ball Things. You can catch us on the Nothing But Net Dash Radio channel as always. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Blog Talk Radio, wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. Spotify is on the way. I am making waves in that. Hey, you are? Uh, no. Uh, do us a <laughs> solid and leave us Nick! a rating and review as well. That helps us out a heap. Uh, so remember, it's you guys that make the show great. So we appreciate any and every post heading our way. So until next week, keep balling, stars. <laughs>